What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, and this is our bi-weekly podcast, extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. My great co-host, Ms. Get Fit With Jay, will rejoin us next week. She just recently celebrated a birthday, and she's been celebrating most well-deserved, so we went ahead and gave her the week off. So she'll be rejoining us next week. So it's just me today. I know the holiday is tomorrow. Super excited. I hope you guys, as much as I am, I hope you're not stressing out. I hope this is a stress-less holiday for you. I was just telling a client and friend the other day how I can't believe how holidays actually add stress to people's lives. So try and take it easy this holiday. Try and remember what's important. Um, Try and remember why why you're grateful love on your family, love on your friends, make it a point to stress less this holiday. And I was recently kind of thinking about what I was grateful for and all of the things I have to be grateful for and how we sometimes take those things for granted, as I'm sure you know. And I was just thinking about the different things that are going on in the world uh, and, and how people's lives are being impacted this holiday, specifically thinking about the California wildfires that have already taken the lives of over 50 people out in California and how devastating that has to be to literally watch your city burn down, not just your home, but your neighbor's home, your neighborhood grocery store, you know, your cleaners, your banks, your schools, literally a whole town paradise California has burned to the ground and I can't even imagine the amount of devastation that has come upon that city and those citizens and so when I get into some of those first world moods that we tend to do and we're kind of you know maybe complaining or going back and forth in our heads about things that are bothering us or small irritants throughout the day I like to think about things like that and, you know, what other people are truly going through and and how much bigger the issue could be. Um, And then, and I mean, even on not as big a note, I was actually crossing the street today. And so I approached the traffic light and it was a woman already standing there. So I spoke. I'm hi, good morning. How are you? And she's like, not good. And I'm like, oh, and she said, They're trying to put me out of my house because I have too many roaches. Heck, the whole building has roaches. And while that's funny, I was just thinking like I immediately went into a place of gratitude. Like that could be my struggle. Like that's somebody's struggle right now getting put out of their house because of, you know, an infestation. And here she is downtown trying to take care of this. And and it was just I mean, just all these small little incidences throughout our day and our week and our lives, if we, if we think about how we interact with other people and how all of our circumstances are so different and then begin to tally up what you have to be grateful for. You know, here I am hanging out, you know, walking to a client, whatever I was doing. And she's like trying to save her home. So just remember to be grateful and be in stay in a place of gratitude, not only this holiday season, but for the remainder of your life. I make it a point to recite something I'm grateful for every single day. And 
it has, it has helped me tremendously as far as where I am in my mental space because we all go through things, no doubt about it, but it's all about how you handle that and how you let those thoughts manifest in your body. If you follow me on Facebook at Lisa Angel Smith, you'll see I recently made a post about how the thoughts we think actually create a chemical substance in our brain that manifests in our body. And so it's important to understand that while nutrition and movement is exceptionally important in your health, your mindset, the thoughts that you think and the negative thoughts that you dwell on have a huge impact on your health just as much as what you eat and how you move. So just wanted to remind you guys of that. So I wanted to read an excerpt out of this book I'm reading to you guys because I thought it was really interesting and enlightening about nutrition. So I'm going to read that momentarily. I just finished eating a kale salad. I've, I've been trying to do this thing, uh, what I eat in a day, because I know a lot of you guys really enjoy that. So I thought I would at least share with you what I've eaten up to this point in my day. And I'll try and Jay and I are going to start doing that a little more often because we are plant-based vegans and it is always a common question as to what we eat, how do we eat, how much, things like that. So before I started this podcast, I was wrapping up a kale salad. And this was a homemade kale salad. It had kale in it with roasted chickpeas, red onion, avocado, sunflower and pumpkin seeds, and uh, fresh organic tomatoes. And I made my own dressing out of tahini with minced garlic, apple cider vinegar, maple syrup, and sea salt and almond milk to thin it out. Unsweetened, of course. So I just finished eating that and then I was munching on some chickpea meatballs, also homemade, which is just your chickpeas, nutritional yeast, sun-dried tomatoes, uh, pink Himalayan sea salt and um, olive oil and then your vegan parmesan and that vegan parmesan is also homemade and that's simply cashews blended with nutritional yeast and sea salt and so you mix all that in a blender and then you form your uh, meatballs and roast them in the oven and you can put them in tomato sauce have them with pasta or eat them as a standalone item which I did today so I had some chickpea meatballs had a kale salad and this morning for breakfast, I had uh, lentil soup. I had some homemade lentil soup, which was made with uh, a low-sodium vegetable broth and green lentils and red onion and red pepper, minced garlic, and light coconut milk. And curry powder. So it's kind of a curry lentil, but the curry isn't very strong in it. Oh, and then uh, mushrooms. I sauteed some mushrooms at the end and put those in there for like a hearty meat texture. And so I, that's what I had for breakfast this morning. I had my lentil soup. And then so far, I'm up to 100 ounces of water, 28 more to go for the day. And that'll be my gallon. And I think I'm going out to dinner tonight. So that is what I've eaten so far today. So I look forward to sharing more of that with you guys. 
So I hope you're all ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow. I know we're gearing up for the big holiday season that kind of kicked off with Halloween. And then as we move into November and December, we know these last few weeks of the year are going to absolutely fly by. And I hope you're ready you know, to take on your health and really get serious about yourself and your health in 2019. And to help you do that, I want to announce again, if you haven't heard already, that the Black Health Academy, our gold and platinum membership tiers will be 100% free starting January of 2019. So those uh, tiers, and what I'll probably do actually is just bring the gold and platinum down to one tier doesn't make sense to have two tiers that are free. So we'll have just two tiers starting in 2019, which will probably be platinum and black. And the black tier membership will still remain $39 a month. However, the platinum membership will be free. And so that's going to give you access to all of your workouts performed by a certified personal trainer, Miss Tiffany Hughes. That'll give you access to the Whole Foods Plant-Based Nutrition Database in the Academy, which has videos, cooking videos by Chef Brandy, certified plant-based chef, as well as lectures and videos by me. And then it'll give you access to all of our master classes taught by myself or another subject matter expert or a black physician that I'm interviewing or African-American subject matter expert on things like Um, breastfeeding and oral hygiene and mental health and type 2 diabetes and obesity. So and and more masterclasses are coming into the Black Health Academy in 2019. So that is all going to be free for you. And so that there's no excuses. You will have a place where you can go to get this health information. And then the black tier membership, which will not be free, will allow you to sell products inside of the academy as well as teach a masterclass if you yourself are a subject matter expert. So um, it gives you access to sell in the marketplace and to facilitate a masterclass and to get live coaching Uh, from myself or another coach every month. So if you want that extra level of personable attention in your health as well as uh, one-on-one time, then the Black Tier membership is where you should land. Otherwise, the Platinum membership will be free. So look out for that coming in 2019. Give me a second. I'm going to take a sip of water. Okay, so... I wanted to hop on really quickly and share something really interesting with you guys that I was reading. I'm currently reading one of the like three or four books that I'm currently reading is called Fast Food Genocide by Dr. Joel Furman. And this book is so interesting. There's so many facts around the impact of nutrition on our behavior, on our well-being, historically, how minority groups have been marginalized and how we're actually targeted in the food industry to market the most unhealthiest foods there are and how that impacts our day-to-day, our longevity, our life expectancy, violence in our community, all impacted by nutrition. So I love this book. But I recently, out of the many things I've learned reading this book so far, I had to share this particular part with you guys and it's in 
a section of the book and the heading is the younger you eat better, the better. Okay. So the heading again is the younger you eat better, the better. And listen to this guys. It says the reason why scientists have failed to show a radical effect on reducing cancer from including more healthy plant foods in the diet is that some of the protective effect is blunted when you incorporate these dietary modifications too late in life. Cells are most sensitive to damage when they are young. So for dietary modification to offer the most powerful anti-cancer effects to mimic the very low cancer rates we see in areas of the world where people eat more produce, these changes must be started earlier in life. It goes on to say, Today's science is fascinating. It shows that the major effect of diet as a cancer promoter occurs much earlier in life than anyone has thought before. The first seven years are critical to create or prevent cancer. And we are talking about the most common cancers that generally occur after one is 50 or 60 years old. I'm going to read that last sentence again. The first seven years are critical to create or prevent cancer. And we are talking about the most common cancers that generally occur after one is 50 or 60 years old. Then it goes on to say, several cancers, especially colon cancer, are associated with obesity, but this association is still not strong. The association becomes powerful when we look at the age when a person becomes overweight. Excess body mass in early childhood is most ominous. Recent studies have confirmed the idea that most adult cancers are strongly associated with overeating and increased calorie consumption in children, but especially consumption of empty calories. Although childhood growth and early maturity have been hailed as as successes of the 20th century, the scientific data question these common parental objectives. Childhood diets with lots of milk, cheese, and meat, as well as bread, oil, and sweeteners may be effective in producing big adults, but they are extremely effective in producing sick adults who are prone to cancer. Guys, this was absolutely mind-blowing to me. The gist of that is saying a lot of the things that are that determine whether or not you'll have cancer much older in life past the age of 50 is how you eat within the first 7 years of your life think about that because a lot of times i mean and even my belief system has always been you know it's not too late you can still change this thing which is true don't get me wrong I'm, this is not a pass to just say Forget it. It's too late. I might as well eat what I want. But what this is saying is that your biggest chances for preventing these common cancers occur within the first seven years of life. So your biggest chances for living, you know, well past 100 and experience a high quality of life, medication free, still really, really vibrant and thriving, really occurs within the first seven years of life. That was so heavy to me. That was so critical to me. I could not even believe our bodies are phenomenal and our and our bodies we know are chemistry labs and they're super sophisticated and they have the ability to reverse so many things, so many common diseases. But the way 
we treat ourselves when we're young. The fact that our cells are most sensitive to damage when we are young is really huge and impactful. I'll tell you why. Because I teach a lot of nutrition classes. I coach a lot of individuals. I coach organizations to health and wellness. And oftentimes, if someone has children in their home, they'll have junk in their home. They'll have cookies. They'll have desserts. They'll have fruit juices. They'll have fruit snacks. They'll have, you know, the mini bags of potato chips. They'll have Lunchables. They'll have lunch meat. They'll have all of these processed convenient foods full of colorants, red number one, blue number six, yellow number five, right? They'll have all of these artificial sweeteners, processed meat, and of course, you know, little mini boxes of milk and little um, string cheese and all of these convenient things. And they say, you know, I pack this for my child's lunch or I, you know, give this, this is for the kids as a reward or a snack. Or, you know, these are just the boxes of cereal that my kids like to eat in the morning, the fruity pebbles and the cocoa puffs and all the artificial things that don't have a lick of nutrients in it that's full of sweeteners, that's full of colorants, you know, and that are carcinogenic. And the belief is their kids so they'll work it off their kids so they can afford to eat these things. And that, my friend, is 100 percent untrue. I cannot impress upon you enough how critical it is for your child to eat just as healthy as you do, as you're required to. It has absolutely nothing to do with weight and everything to do with disease. When I teach my lectures, I always tell the audience the same thing that, you know, these the children are just small versions of us. If you know that these, you know, hot dogs and sausages and frozen French fries and, you know, pizza rolls and hot pockets and Lunchables are not good for you. Why do you think they're OK for your child or your grandchild or your niece or your nephew? They are not. They're even worse because they're in the critical age where we are setting the stage for what they're going to be inflicted with many moons and years from now. And what's scary about this is that I I trust and believe, as I'm sure you do, that by the age of 50, 55, 60, and you're dealing with a life-threatening illness or disease, most of us are not thinking about oh my God, how did I eat in childhood? How did I eat in the first seven years of life? We are not thinking that at all. We typically will never make that connection. I didn't even know those years were that critical. So I want to impress upon you that those things that you try and avoid because of your weight or because you're pre-hypertensive or you're you know, pre-diabetic or you have high cholesterol or you struggle with chronic fatigue or chronic pain or joint pain or inflammation or sinuses or allergies or autoimmune disease, all of those things that you're avoiding, all of that unhealthy food, fried foods, you know, oily foods, McDonald's, pop, that you're avoiding needs to also be avoided by the children in your life, period. That I do not care about what you think they will and won't eat. I don't care about you thinking um, you're punishing them. You know, I, I can't wait to talk about this with Jay, but that's also one of the things that really, 
I, I, I just don't understand it. And, and please be clear. I know I'm not a mother. Uh, that's not a secret. I don't have any children. But what I don't understand is why we think it's almost a punishment to give our child healthy food. Why we think they want chicken McNuggets and french fries and barbecue sauce and honey mustard sauce and all this processed crap. Like, why do we think it's almost mean to force them to eat something that could potentially save their life, you know, a year from now, two years from now, 40 years from now? I really want us to work as a community, as a unit, as a culture to begin to shift that paradigm towards This is the same way you force them to go to school, the same way you enforce education and reading and, you know, you you travel with them and make sure they're exposed to the world that falls right. Nutrition falls right into that same category of producing a healthy, thriving, well-rounded adult. Right. So it's not punishment. And in my opinion, it's actually more punishment to allow them to eat all the junk. Right. To think that the Halloween candy, they can have a little bit every night for seven nights. Like, that's crazy, right? So understand, you aren't putting the poison in your body if you understand the value of health. The same goes for your child, even more so, clearly, as I just read, within the first seven years of life. So make that a priority. Remember that they are just smaller versions of you. Their systems are not fully developed yet. Their brains and their bodies are not fully developed yet. So again, their cells are even more sensitive. They're in an extremely critical stage of life. And you as the parent, you as the grandparent, you as the aunt, the uncle, you actually have the power to ensure that they do not suffer and go through whatever you're suffering and going through later in life. Like this is the time, right? Because we know you don't want this for them, right? You don't want your child to feel like this. You don't want them to deal with obesity. You don't want them to deal with depression and anxiety. You don't want them to deal with the autoimmune disease, chronic pain, high blood pressure, heart disease. You don't want them to deal with those things. The way they eat now will determine whether or not you're successful. So that's my word for you today. I just couldn't wait to share this excerpt with you because I thought it was so, it was like, what? Wow. It was totally my wait, what for the week. So I hope you guys have an absolutely phenomenal Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you're on an email list for the Black Health Academy. We sent out a super dope vegan macaroni and cheese uh, recipe last week. And then this just uh, yesterday, I believe, we sent out a sweet potato pie recipe. So all the things that you're used to traditionally having for Thanksgiving in a black household, you can still enjoy by, you know, vegan versions of it. People say, Lisa, what are you going to eat for Thanksgiving? So I always have like all the sides. (laughs) So my mom does me a dressing with no meat in it, uh, greens with no meat in it. Um, And then I'm going to make me a vegan macaroni and cheese. And then I'll have like whatever other vegetable, maybe some Brussels sprouts or something. And whatever other vegetable my mom might cook. She says she bought us a a bunch of vegetables to eat. And so I always have like all the traditional stuff signs the turkey, signs the meat. 
And I think last year we got like a faux turkey. Of course, it's not healthy. It's like made with soy, whatever. But that was like literally the first and last time I had it. So if I have it again this year, I don't feel bad about it. If I decide at the last minute to go out and get like a faux turkey or something, it's no big deal because it's not a common occurrence. It's like a drop in the bucket compared to how I normally eat. And so remember that these holidays are a one day event. So you would you technically wouldn't do that much damage if the majority of your diet was healthy at least 80 to 90% of the time the the weight gain and all of that comes from already not eating clean leading up to the holidays and then just going nuts in the holidays you know on the actual holidays and stuff holiday parties things going on at work events the drinking increases the desserts increase you know the candy the cakes the all these things but remember that you can really do some damage control by uh, being super clean leading up to these days and then building up a little what I like to call plant credibility. <laughs> so I'm going to have me some sweet potato pie. I'm going to have me some mac and cheese, some dressing, some greens. I actually ordered some greens from um a local chef here in Detroit, she makes these vegan greens with smoked mushrooms that are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I'm the head of the plant-based nutrition support group for Detroit. And so I facilitate a meetup every month and I always highlight a local plant-based chef to bring in some samples for, for our group, which is usually about 50 or 60 people. And I had Chef B from Sisters on a Roll, if you're in the Metro Detroit area, check her out. Chef B from Sisters on a Roll, she has these greens with smoked mushrooms that are off the chain, y'all. So I ordered some from her. She's going to deliver them to me on uh, today, actually. And then with a side of cornbread and some dressing from her. So I ordered that and then my mom's going to make me some too. And so got me a nice little vegan Thanksgiving meal coming. So um, good luck to you guys. I hope everything again is stressless this holiday. And I wish you nothing but blessings. Enjoy this holiday season. And I will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Take care.